I'm so excited to be able to say this. It's time for Trek Set phasers to love. Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin. And my name is Alexia. <laughs> and today, how's, how's, how's it been since September? Which is the first show we had done since the previous March. I think I think two I think one one to two shows a year. I think that's pretty I good. I think that's fine. That's good. You guys are fine with that, right? Like you probably aren't uh, even there anymore. We're probably talking to no, to nobody. But you know what? That's okay because we're talking to each other and we, I've missed that. So Yeah, you know. and we say and you know, if we other people want to listen in, that's fine. I'm happy with that. But yeah. like <laughs> like um, at this point, like I'm all, looking at it just like we're doing this for us. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, people. Well, first of all, happy, <laughs> happy Trek off birthday. Happy um, Trek off birthday, in, yes. In doing this show, because we're doing an episode today, we have officially been doing Trek off for 10 years. 10 years, baby. 10 years of Trek off. 10 that's, that's half my marriage, man. That's half your marriage. That's that's yeah. less than half of my marriage because I've been married since- Yes, you've been married a bit longer. Forever. I, I got crazy, married right? in the last millennium. <laughs> <laughs> I got married when you had to start your dates with a one. It's crazy. I know, crazy. right? When it's I got insanity. married, Deep Space Nine was still on the air. Are you serious? <laughs> was it really? Yes. Yep. That's wild. Totally. totally. Yeah. Deep Space. Yeah. It was. It was a wild time. I wanted to talk real quick um, about uh, before we get started on our main thing, which is basically we're going to be doing a few episodes on this season of Discovery, on season four of Discovery. And I know for those of you tuning in, there are there's a huge swath of people who who are not watching uh, the new iteration of Star Trek on Paramount uh, Plus for any number any of Any of them uh, or just specifically Discovery? Any of them. There are. Well, OK. You, I think you have different tiers, right? I think right. you have the, the tier of people going, I'm not going to pay for another streaming service, right. which I get. Which I actually get. I understand. I, I do. It's gotten it's gotten really out of hand at this point. Yeah. Like I gotta I mean, say, like every single it's like, okay, at one point it was like we were I feel like we were at like a good place. This is what always happens with like capitalism, life, the world, whatever. Like things will be good for a time. There'll be a shift, it'll be like, oh, this is much better. And maybe this is the route to like a better overall thing. And then like money inevitably enters the discussion uh, at a higher level across all of it. And everybody's like, well, well, I want my piece and I want my piece. And so like, well, fine, then I'm going to I'm going to have I'm going to have AMC plus. Well, then I'm going to have Paramount plus. Well, then I'm going to have ABC plus. Well, then I'm going to have yeah. fucking Discovery plus. I'm going to have NFL plus if that's even a thing. Like I like I'm going to have to be UB bb bobby whatever like just <laughs> like well and i think that i think we are we are in a period of transition right i don't i don't mind it so much in 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 having different a la carte services the problem is that we are still in a period of transition so like i'm okay with paying for all the services but like cnn for instance doesn't have a plus so in order to have cnn you must have some kind of cable service if that's what you want in order right. to watch let's say you were into live sports you have to have some kind of cable service so right now i think that the, actually the i don't think that's is, true because this is disney plus like partnered with um ESPN. disney plus has some ES espn but espn doesn't have nearly the the stuff that 
that like um, NBC has, which you can get on Peacock. But that's the problem, right? If you mm. only certain games are on one and only certain games are on the other and blah, blah, blah. I don't know that much about sports. Um, yeah, me either. But <laughs> you get, like, that's like, like, I'm like, I think but it's I do, all but on I ESPN, do watch the right? News. Like, <laughs> I do watch the, the news. Who doesn't I, watch sports. <laughs> I still only, I still pay a little bit every month for Sling just because, especially with everything happening on the other side of the world right now, I want to be able to turn on the news and CNN is my chosen news. You like it or hate it but that's the one i watch so yeah. like i would be okay if everything was sort of a la carte but the idea is see that, i i that would be too if it was it's the price point at that like the that i that i'm struggling with it's like when it's like all of the music stuff that you can pay for like i believe like when pandora's paid service came out it was like like four bucks a month i was like that's so reasonable that would totally that that seems fair but like spotify is like 15 bucks a month or something like i'm like are you kidding? No, I'm not doing that. That's ridiculous. Like, so my problem See, at this I, point is with the is with the pricing structure, because if everybody's going to do their own thing and you want us all to be able to have all your things, like, first of all, it's not pretend you're not getting huge, like fucking mad money. All right. It's not like you're, oh, we're taking such a blow by doing this. Um, so you said taking I'm a blow. frustrated by that, that, that everybody's like picking these, I feel exorbitant price points for, for their content. Like, because it's, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I, I mean, I do agree with you to a point. And I think that, that I, I'm going to put this out there for a web developer out there for, uh, or a software engineer or something. This is what I want. All right. Listen, listen very carefully. I need yeah. a single program <laughs> that, that automatically manages my subscriptions and that I log into that program and through that program, I watch all of my, my subscriptions. So what I want to do is I've got my Netflix and I've got my Paramount Plus and I've got my Amazon Prime and I've got my Hulu, um, you know, Hulu Plus. and all that. And so, and so, and Disney Plus, and I put that all into this program and this program signs me up for all of them that I want. Boom, boom, all of them. The way. If I go 30 days without watching one, it shuts it down. It shuts it down until such time that I'm like, okay, I want to watch one again. And then it brings it up. Because that's the problem that I have is that I'll subscribe to Paramount Plus and, and Paramount Plus is worth it for me because there's Star Trek for like half the year. But then when Star Trek ends, I kind of forget to cancel it. And, and yeah, then see, they're never gonna and, oh my gosh, they are never going to give us that because they want it's like gym subscriptions. They want you to forget about it. Like they don't want. Well, that's, like, that's they why don't there needs to be a program that does it for go. you. That's why there needs to be a program that manages it for you. And, and you, you know, you, you get the program and the program shows you a five second ad beforehand and suddenly that program becomes the most popular program in the world. So that's what I'm saying. Third party app, get on it. Get on. Oh, so, <laughs> I mean, because I will say, so, I definitely do. Like I, my, my Paramount Plus, I watch it through Prime because their app is trash. Like I'm sorry, but yeah. it is. Like it's and like I, really. And I can't figure out. I'm paying for it, but I'm still seeing ads. But I thought I was paying to not see ads. I'm very confused. I'm very confused. And of course, Star Trek is leaving Netflix. Um. Because they all want to consolidate on. And I think that's the, that's the, if I were to have a counter argument to anybody who's like, I'm not going to pay $10 a month for Paramount Plus. Are you kidding? And I go, hold on a second. $10 a month is $120 a year. And someone said to me five years ago, hey, would you be willing to pay $120 a year? And we're talking like, let's say after Star Trek Beyond when there seemed to be no future. And we go, would you be willing to pay you know, $120 a year 
to get, as of right now, three shows in Lower Decks, Discovery, and Picard, a fourth one on the way, and short treks in between? Like, like would you be... Would you get... 20 20 more hours of star trek in your life would you be willing to pay 120 dollars a year and i'm like motherfucker i pay i pay more than that for access to to the podcast program so i can talk about star trek are you kidding yeah. me no are you, agree are you my 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 thing with the like with $6 everybody doing their consolidation, hour. like, and it's the same beef. And this is me. This is get off my lawn. This is definitely me um, being like, I have something very much against the idea of I am only able to rent your content. That bothers me. Like, I want, like, I, that's why I have bought all of Star Trek um, on my Voodoo because I own it. It's mine. Like, it's not going to leave the platform. Like, it's not going to, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, ah, oh, Netflix, it's uh, like, like, I just noticed all the Marvel shows are like the, the ones from Netflix are on Disney, like have transferred from Netflix to Disney Plus at this point. Um, so Yay. if I didn't have Disney Plus and I hadn't finished them and I haven't finished them all, um, like, I that that would be annoying like so it's the same reason I this how I feel about the music I'm like I'm not gonna just rent it like I want to own it like there's certain things I'm like yeah I'll rent it so I can watch it but I don't like I don't want to not have the option of owning a thing that idea being like that that bothers me at a base level like I said that's a little bit me got off my lot um so if I can I I will I will buy it in a place so that I so that I own it. I like I said I I bought all of Star Trek. I bought everything but Voyager. Um but <laughs> because I am not watching that again. <laughs> like and I have Paramount Plus if I really feel the need I will. But like I don't I won't be mad if I'm like I'm, I'm never like you know what I need to do? I need to watch the episode of Voyager. Like that I don't think I've ever in my entire life had a moment like that. I'm sorry, I know there are people who love that show for some bizarre reason. No, and 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 let's but, be clear. I I don't Voyager so I I'm willing to have a brief conversation about Voyager and Enterprise in in light of all the new Star Trek that there is. Um the you know for a long time, you know, you said that Enterprise is better than Voyager. I said the Voyager was better than Enterprise. That was the conversation that we we would have. And and the real mm -hmm. appeal of Voyager and Enterprise is like Look, more Star Trek. That's really the appeal of them. Like you get like, there's yeah. no more Star Trek to watch. Here's some Star Trek that you're less familiar with. So instead of watching, you know, the original series or Next Gen or DS9 again, which you have memorized every line of every episode, here's yeah. something you only saw once like 15 years ago. So it's still <laughs> sort of new to you. And, right. that's, and that's that's sort of but I mean, no joke. When I whenever I popped on an Enterprise or I popped on a Voyager, the specific reason I would pop it on was because I wanted to watch it and I wasn't that familiar with it. Whereas I cannot watch Next Gen or the original series or DS9 without like already knowing everything that's going to happen. But if I put on a random season three episode of Enterprise, I I don't remember what happened. And so it's still <laughs> sort of like watching it for the first. Does it this is, make sense? Yeah. 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 No, that, de and, that definitely does make sense. And I got to say, I'm... I, 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 I wasn't gonna derail us too much with this, but I have to do it because I'm I'm still me. Sorry, 
Um, <laughs> newsflash. Alexia is still Alexia. Um, Yay! I, um, I, uh, I read a thing and it made me very upset. Uh, and it was about Star Trek. About, um, Strange New Worlds, uh, is, uh, ha- <laughs> has cast Captain Kirk for season two. Yes. And, uh, which is, which is the opposite of the things that we said that, that we wanted. Um, right. you and I disagreed. It's, you didn't want any original series carryover. I'm very no. excited to see that Uhura no. is a main character. No, no, is one no, of them. But no, 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 hear, hear me no. out. Hear me out. Hear, Just hold on. No. Hear me out. Okay. But uh, we, we, I can say, hear me I'm, out. And you can say, no, that can be the whole show. Okay. That would be fun. But he, hear fine, me out. I will, I will hear the, the, a f- I, five minutes go. <laughs> I don't need I, need, I need, I need 30 seconds go. I was okay with any of the secondary cast joining, whether it was Uhura or Sulu or Chekhov. Um, we already had Spock. And so I, I, my ideal situation would be Spock, who we already have, and one member of the secondary cast of the original series who didn't get to do a whole bunch so that we can kind of give them a lot to do. I kind of didn't want it to be Uhura in that I felt like Uhura really got a chance to shine in um, the JJ films. Yeah. Um, whereas I don't feel like I know anything about Chekhov and I don't feel like I know very much about Sulu. Um, so I kind of, if I had had my druthers um, or even Scotty, I mean, we know Scotty loves the ship, but I mean, I don't, I don't then, I mean, know he gets some ep- he gets some episodes like he he gets he, he gets, gets a little bit episodes, more but, but yeah it's he's still not nearly as fleshed out I don't know that I don't know what Trek his Trek relationship Trek with his parents are like or why he sure. joined Starfleet or mm-hmm. any of that so, so I do feel like Uhura in the movies she's third build and she like there's a lot of emphasis on her and I would have I would have liked to spend some time getting to know a different person but i thought that the combination of like spock one you know spock one uh secondary cast member from the original series pike and number one as your four like very easy entry points to watch I, and then I, like three or four i was but, okay with that My, but, but i agree none of with that you. I, I didn't want that i didn't even want that yes because here's the thing they they like what we had and the reason both of us were like pike we're digging this pike we, we're digging what they're doing we're loving his number one um and we and this is a part of spock's and like we had like this spock has won us over right and you've already and this is the third they were so round, smart to right? start him out with the beard and long and hair that's, they were so and it's smart a tall order and like there's enough there for just that that's my that's sure. my issue and that's my concern and I, and I'm gonna compare it to a thing uh, that I know you love very much, possibly more than Star Trek, um, and that's the way that Star Wars is fleshing out their world. Okay, because what I feel like is happening, what I'm not liking about this is like, first of all, the pick for Kirk. I'm, I'm gonna say some things that I, I want to like not be too negative. Cut, let, let's I, go back to that. I want to, I want to hear, I, I want to hear your I, overall I, thought about people. Like, I like the, I like the actor as a human being. I'm sure he's fine. Uh, Kirk, he is not, and. <laughs> I, and I know because I, I never watched I, Vampire Diaries, so I don't know. I watched all of the fucking Vampire Diaries, and uh, uh, and, and that show I watched. I started watching it because I, as a teenager, I loved those books. There was a trilogy, and then they fucked that up later. But that's not. I know, Mrs. There. Mrs. J. And Mrs. J. I loved it. Watched, I know, and I know, and I wondered how she felt about it. And when I told Mr. A about it, he's like, "Is it is it Ian Summerhalder?" I was like, "No, that would be fine." And he's like, "What?" I was like, "Dye his hair. I don't care. It's Ian Summerhalder. He can do whatever the fuck he wants." Um, no, he can't. <laughs> he's Boone from Lost. Fuck him. And uh, 
and he said he made like a really funny comment he's like is that just because he gets you wet because because you want him to put it god what did he say it was so really foul he was like you want him to play harpsichord on your clitoris or something like that i was like oh my gosh no no. it's very specific that's not why i was like do that (laughs) i was like that's not why here's why the real reason I say that is because what Ian Summeralder has that the other actor does not have, even though the other actor physically is more resembling of Kirk as we understand him and to, to look. Um, he doesn't have the zhuzh. There's there's like a zhuzh that Kirk has. And Pine, Chris Pine brought it, you know, like, but you got to have it. And like that guy... Like he's fine, and I and he's 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 a decent actor. Like I have nothing against him, but he's a little bit like just generic and kind of cardboardy. And I feel really bad saying that because I don't want to disparage people. But like he doesn't have that. No, there's 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 room for that though. Like that, like but, you but know, not you, for you Kirk. need you need those actors to play your Riley Finns, right? You need you need those actors out there to play those roles. They're, that's they're, they're that's what I'm saying. Like yeah, he's just roles. but the, he's not the like he, Kirk. It should be less of, if you were if you felt the need like you had to, which you don't. But like if you felt the need to, you should be going more for the feel of Kirk than the look of Kirk. Because and and he was like, well, I mean, Captain Pike has got it. I was like, no, 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 no. Captain Pike has his own thing. Like, I'm not saying he doesn't have anything going for him, but he's not anything like Captain Kirk. Just like Picard is nothing like Kirk. And like sure. you know, any subsequent captain wasn't like Kirk. Like, that's the thing. And so, like, we don't need it. And what they're doing and how I'm feeling about this, what my concern is, is that they're fucking this up. They're oversaturating the market with all of this Star Trek stuff. And I hate that I, like, I would never, like, if you told me I was going to say this, I would have called you a liar to your face. But, like, I I am, like, (laughs) feeling that way because... What they're doing is wrong, and what what they're not doing is what di- what what is happening in the Star Wars universe, which I'm not even caught up on at all. But from what little I have seen, and from what I know, what they're doing and what they have the absolute ability to do with Star Trek is they are fleshing out the things we do not know, we have not seen. They are taking these ancillary characters that were like, yeah, that was like Boba Fett was cool. But like we didn't know like anything about Boba Fett, you know what I mean? So getting Here, like, let, me, the Mandal- let me give you a here's a here's a minor spoiler for Boba Fett. You were better off before. Oh, uh, was I? That's my mind. Um, that's my mind. But- the, the the greatest things about Bo- the Boba Fett series is everything that's not Boba Fett. There are some things you do not need to expand upon, and I will say that there are some there, things that that are better. Uh, agreed, left alone. but but my point being that is like especially with Star Trek because it has so much established canon, far more so than Star Wars ever did. Um, you it, it makes it difficult. You have to tread lightly because you do have a lot of lines that you have to stay within. But there are a multitude the galaxies out there there are a multitude of stories like for instance off the top of my head would be really interesting to see a story about a a group of colonists a federation colonists that go to colonize a new planet the struggles that that entails how the the what the structure looks like if they need help what that how they ask for help how much the federation is really there for them how much they're really on their own like there's just so many unknowns there's so much data there that we've just got nothing on 
Like every once in a while, we want we go to a random colony. Let me ask you a key question because this is outside of Strange New Worlds. If we put Strange New Worlds to the side, is this something that Star Trek's actually doing? And here's why I ask this. If you look at Discovery, Discovery is completely unfamiliar now. We're we're 900 years in the future. The technology is different. That's why it's really good at this point. That's Discovery. If you look at Picard, Picard does the other thing that you could do that I always wanted Star Trek to do. Picard was very smart. You take Picard and Seven, two characters who never met before, but of course they're in the same universe. They have a lot in common, these two. They both faced the Borg before. They're they're like the two poster children for the Borg. Like, like if you're going to have a Borg-centric uh, first season like you did, of course both of them would be involved. And I'm like... The, what what I wanted to see happen, what I've always wanted to see happen in Star Trek is like, okay, what happens when Worf is on a mission with the Doctor from Voyager? What happens when, when you know what I mean? Like unusual pairings. You have so many, you've had so many shows, so many opening credits with names at the beginning. Why not just shuffle those cards and go, we're going to have these three characters who've never met. Like my, one of my favorite episodes, all, whenever they do crossover stuff, like when Riker showed up on Deep Space Nine or Bashir showed up on Next Gen. Oh, yeah. No, I, I definitely love, love that, that stuff. I, I did and so, too. And so I, I feel like Picard chose very, very well. They had an episode with Riker and then Riker gets to show up at the end in the first season. Like that's that's. But the show is not about that. They're like, of course, Picard would visit them, but that's not what the show is about. Like, right. I feel like Picard gave me that other thing that I wanted. Strange New Worlds, uh, or not Strange New Worlds, sorry. Um, Lower Decks had an episode with, with Riker in it. And other than that, it's completely separate from everything else that's going on. So and, I know they're doing a, and, you, <clears throat> and I know they're doing a Starfleet, or, say, or I've heard anyway that they're going to do a Starfleet Academy series. And I'm down with that, too, because that's something that with, we haven't with, really well, seen the inner workings of so much, like what it's like to try and it's to in be the 29th accepted century. into it's it. 29th Century Starfleet Academy. It's it's um, it's Tilly doing it. Um, Wait, that's what? It. That's why she's been off the show. Well, the, the Starfleet Academy show is Tilly. Like, Tilly is not going to be on discovery anymore that was that that's like been in like commonly known news that she's not next she's not in it next season and wait that, what that they so she's the the idea is that she's they're gonna pull an o'brien with tilly you know how o'brien left yeah, next yeah. gen and was on ds9 uh-huh. that's that's the idea is that is that they're pulling her at least that's the new oh i hate that, I that there's no need for that i hate that that's dumb i i, See, re- I really this like is it. what happens I, when I, we don't do our show for so long like they don't listen to us and why do, do you right hate thing. that why do you hate I, that you don't you don't want to see mary wiseman first build in a show i i i uh huh because I do. I want to see her first build in a show. I do. It's not that I, I don't. Um, it's that hmm, it's that I really love what she brings to the synergy of Discovery. What I, what I am what I am loving like this this first episode, like getting into it, this first episode of season four is this what we're on uh, of Discovery. What I am really loving about it. And I felt like I have never truly gotten in the past. I am getting the female captain I was promised in Voyager. I am getting a range. With way fucking better outfits than the outfits at the end of, of last season. Thank you, by the way, for uh, to, to the costume designers. For I'm not know, sure oh, that great how shit. I... F- not entirely sure how I feel about the new the new uniforms. Like I'm 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 hot and cold on them. It depends on the person who's wearing them. 
I feel like it's 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 like looks cool on some people and on other people it looks weird. And I don't so I'm kind of not well, you know sure what how I'm I digging. feel about it. You know what I'm digging a lot. Oh, I want to say I want to say one but, last thing about the Kirk thing before before we move on cuz I didn't get to say my piece. Oh, so, sorry. So if I'm I could sorry. just pop into the Kirk thing. Here's the thing. The first thing that I makes me more okay with the Kirk thing is that it is a season 2 thing. They're giving it an entire season. So we're not going to see that Kirk thing until I, over I, a year from I now. I know, but we don't and need so, it at all. At all. But it's but if the next season raises the stakes a little bit, the other thing that that would make me okay with the Kirk thing is if he's in an episode or two. And and if he shows up in an episode or two and you're looking at an opportunity in let's say you're looking at an opportunity in four or five years, if he proves himself, if he like ends up being awesome. And by the way, that could happen. When I first heard that Robert Pattinson was playing Batman, I was like, what? Mm -hmm. He's got to be terrible. Mm -hmm. Well, I've seen the Batman. Can I spoil one thing for you? He's great. Really? He's fucking, he's really really good he's better People than christian they bale don't like yes yes really that is a bold statement is it yeah think back christian christian bale in those in in the batman movies was absolutely adequate he did everything well adequate? he was not all right here's uh, the thing i, I cannot we know, believe you we are know what christian bale is capable of using we know, hold on wait a minute it's my turn christian bale ever, uh, ever no i think you can I think you no. can, and I'll tell you why. Because we know what he's capable of. You want to see him be not adequate? Go watch The Machinist. Go watch, you know, go, go watch American Psycho. Go watch Ford v. Ferrari. Go watch American any number Psycho? of places. American Psycho? Are you kidding? You're saying he's inadequate in that film? No, no, I'm no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you want to watch him be spectacular. Oh, watch okay. him in those. Okay. Watch said, Ford okay. v. Ferrari and go. Yeah. Oh shit! This guy's an astounding actor. His yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, he does I mean, from from, his Batman, from old, he, does, he had me from yeah, Newsies, did, man. Like yeah, his his Batman. There's nothing wrong with it. It's fine. Um, and 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 I don't mean that in any kind of spare fine. I don't. All right, this is what I'm seeing saying though. There's nothing that he did in that outside of one scene that truly moved me. Um, there is a scene that truly moved me. It's it's in the second movie right after um Maggie Gyllenhaal dies. Uh, spoiler alert for a movie from 14 years ago. Um. When when he's sitting in the back costume with the helmet off and he's just like laying back in bed and he is just broken. That scene sticks out to me as a scene where he's spectacular. Everything else. It's not that he's phoning it in. I don't think it's his fault. I just think that they they're they're still at that point going the Batman movies can't you know, they can't really reach for true. When you see this, I think Robert Pattinson could be up for an Academy Award for for what he did in this new movie. He is he is so well, that, like now I feel like I I have to watch. I have no I had no desire to watch that movie. Um, it's so cool. It's a, I I will say this when it comes out um when, when it comes out because uh, I know you like to watch things at home. Um, when it comes out, here's the great thing about the new Batman movie. It's it's nearly three hours long. It has got maybe two or three action scenes in it. Um, it is truly like a detective movie. It has more in, it has less in common with the other Batman movies than it has in common with like Zodiac or seven. And just like, it's, it's like some bad shits going down. And this guy who has, you know, resources and, and bandwidth to do things that the cops can't is trying to figure out is being flummoxed and then figuring things out and then being flummoxed and figure like like any good pot boiler right like any good detective story until he finally gets to the to the bottom of it um, huh. and there's batman stuff sprinkled in it but it really is like like what i mean that's if... more a true representation i think of batman as a whole and i think that it's it suffers yeah. 
Like, because I think that you see that, like, more in, like, like the animated series and the stuff. Like, I just feel like something about the, the it movies. Reminds me a hell of a lot of the animated series, frankly. Yeah, it is, like, the movies. And I feel it's just true across the board with movies is that they'll, they just, like, don't have the time. And so they focus on these, on all these big action things. If it's anything, like, superhero or uh, sci-fi. Which is, which is a valid, related. that's a valid um, interpretation interpretation of Batman but it's a it's an interpretation of Batman that I feel like I've seen a lot and I think there's room for both of them to exist uh, and this is sure the but I but I I like the other one too like and it, and yeah. it we well you get had. the other one in this one uh, well I, like I, I will reserve my judgment then we'll see although you did tell me that you thought the best TV was Angel so you're not exactly an infallible source well I mean we all <laughs> we all have our taste Angel speaks to me uh Anyway, what I'm saying about Kirk, <laughs> what I'm saying about Kirk is, I'm I you will withhold judgment. I I sure sure. Ethan Peck changed our minds. Robert Pattinson changed our minds. I I have a lot well, of. He hasn't faith. changed mine yet. <laughs> but um, I Ethan Peck Spock. No, 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 no. I meant I meant um Robert Pattinson. Kirk, because I haven't. He hasn't. Oh, changed yeah, but, my mind yet. Uh, here's but. here's the biggest thing. Whoever the casting director is of these new Star Trek shows, they have my faith because across <sighs> the board, like the shows, hate the shows, whatever. It is, there is no one on these shows that seems miscast. There's no one. Everyone is perfect. Um, and I and I. Like who knew that these some of these people I'd never seen before? Who knew that Stamets was going to be as good as he was? Who knew that you know like like all these people were were heretofore known but but relatively unproven? With the even even Burnham was on Walking Dead, but like her character on Walking Dead is not a character who go oh she should captain a starship and sure. and yet they they saw what we had not yet seen so i would imagine that getting to kirk they weren't like well let's just get the vampire diaries guy i have to imagine that there there was a a process by which he was vetted and whoever's doing the vetting is very good at their job so far so i i'm going mm. to withhold judgment I I, uh, it, I just we just like I I have said that you know me Kirk sacred and you yep, already so was Spock and, and, though and you and you were so mad like, when they first when you and especially you and Spock, especially with the fucking rumor mill of them doing another movie but like nobody's on board so they're maybe gonna recast Kirk again like just uh, just enough man like no like stop yeah I. I do think there needs to be a a, a, a a unifying of the universe. The the legal things have happened, I think, so that that can happen. And as much as I love Chris Pine, as much as I've actually come to love the the uh, JJ verse, um, I do think that you need to have um, that last movie, whatever movie they do, has to end that pocket universe. It just has to be like, okay, we are we are closing the book on it. We're going back in time in that movie to undo, pay whatever you need to pay chris hemsworth to be in it right we're going back in time we're undoing what happens and and we'll say okay that's a thing that happened and that is no longer proceeding you know or something but there needs i feel like there needs to be a button on it like a like because it does feel unresolved i feel like there needs a button so we can go okay we understand what that story was and that's off to the side and we don't have to think about it anymore because I, right I now guess. It I'm, does I'm honestly I, I i am 
either way with it. Like I, I, if they had the the actual, if they have the the cast back, I'd watch it obviously. But like, of if they well, don't, uh, it, like uh, it, it just seems like if they, what are if you they had doing? a bunch of brown paper bags in it, I would watch it. It's Star Trek on the big screen. Are you kidding? <laughs> no, Star Trek brown paper bags, and it's just a bunch of brown paper bags, <laughs> like the, the puppets that you make. Hello, I'm Captain Bag. I'm Lieutenant Bag. Your name's Bag too. Wow, let's go fly in the stars. I'd sit there going, this is fucking weird, but I'd watch it because it's Star Trek on the big screen. I'd, I'd pay IMAX prices to go see it. I'd go see it in IMAX. What, uh, the only one in the theater. What are you doing here? I'm the co-host of Trek Off. Of course I'm watching Star Trek, the bag generation. It's the incredible. Generation. <laughs> My favorite show. Okay, listen, we have about 20 minutes left. I do want to get to this stuff. Um, Well, so uh, this does segue in because we were talking about these spinoffs and you were saying the thing about Tilly, okay? Um, And so here's here's the thing that I am adoring from the first episode of season four. Now that we're in the future and we've like essentially reestablished the rebuilding of... um, Starfleet, right? I am finally getting like I think it's it's probably like I mean maybe I'm like obviously it's not like I can speak for the men of the world, but like I feel like for women there is there's a the thing that we've that we haven't had before and we finally have it. And it's there are these awesome female characters that are incredibly different, incredibly complex, and they don't always jive. Like I am loving like the 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 new president. I am loving her character, and I'm loving and the Michael's fact that reaction. she's a third human, a, a third human, a third Bajoran, and a third Cardassian. You look at that and you just go, I want to know how that happened. Like, like like, and I love little things like that where they're where they're saying. Like, like they're just putting that out there and that's a story. That's a, that's a series. Like, how did that ever happen? And, and is that, you know, that just like Navarre, like, like if we're in the future, things have really changed and they don't ever talk about it. They don't ever, it's just like, this is what she is. And is. you go, oh, so yeah. And I think that that is, that is a brilliant way to handle stuff like that because what you're doing is you're just you know throwing a bunch of shit at the wall and you're going which of this stuff becomes more interesting in two years you go okay now we've got yeah we've, like you've got stuff you can flesh out like with with Worf how yeah. much do we know about Klingons when he was on next gen and then, and then in the sooner Almost like nothing. the longer we got into it the like we got to know so much more like Without yeah. next gen, we know almost nothing about Cleons. Like so, yeah, when you base it off just the original with the, series. With the president. One you choice know? to make her make up a particular way, and suddenly you have a you're, you're like, oh, there's there's so much history right here. What is that? What? How did? Wait, what? Yeah. yeah how did we? How do we get here? How do? Like, how does this look? How? Yeah. Like, it's getting attention to, to detail. It's, yeah. It's it's basically you're right. Like it's having these things peppered throughout that like for later, like we can visit the planet or uh have a storyline that explores that and get more information about how the world has grown and progressed since yeah. you know they were in it and even since we were in it in next gen so like i'm i am definitely loving that and i'm like like i said i'm loving the diversity of the female characters the diversity of the characters period but like particularly yeah, the put, females let's, let's put it out because there. like what's so like there's like the, there's one moment in particular that like really sticks out like because there's this there's this obvious kind of um like michael having a uh a, a feeling about her being you know a politician right 
and and you know starfleet guy being like you know that i hear you but there's that there's something to that and like you can't tell her she can't go on your ship she's the president of the fucking federation like she's going on your ship if she wants to and michael feeling like oh this is just some fucking show to be like look look i'm one of i've i've been out in the stars to yada yada and then there's this moment when um all the shit is going down and it's all bad at the fucking space station and she calms the guy down because he's about to fucking kill everybody. And she I talks you, I, about I do. the the beauty of his home planet and having been there and seen whatever. I don't even remember exactly what it was. And then Michael asks her later and she's like, have you ever really been there? Or did you just read his file? And she's like, so basically you're asking me if I lied? She's like, yes, did you lie? She's like, does it matter? And I was like, oh, that is so interesting. You know what I mean? Like, so- because she's kind of got a point. At, like, and you and you have to kind of grant it. And then when she, you know, Michael had the conversation about, like, whether she thinks Michael is fit to be a, a, a captain of their new fleet. Although I will say that moment, I mean, when they show the new, like, spaceport, the Archer, like, oh, so I cried. I- I, I do I, I do think that that we would be um, wise at this point to, to pause and because be, while while you are fresh off of seeing these episodes, most of the people listening have not seen these episodes since November. Um, so uh, I'm gonna read a quick uh, synopsis of episodes one and two of uh, of Star Trek Discovery so we know what we're all talking about. Uh, episode one, um, entitled Kobayashi Maru. Um, by the way, if you're not watching Star Trek Prodigy on a on a side note, uh, their Kobayashi Maru episode they had is one of my favorite things ever made in all of Star Trek. And I just want to put it out there that wow. um, that even if you're not into it, even if you're not into that show, that episode is so, so delightful. And everybody should watch it because it is just like... I was grinning and nearly crying ear to ear. Um, have you seen it, Alexia? I. So you and I have discussed about the side note, 30 second side note. You and I have discussed about how, um, how it's the story of this, you know, these basically kids from a slave planet, uh, find a starship escape in it. And a hologram of Janeway is kind of teaching them how to run that ship as they figure out whether they want to go home or whether they want to go to Starfleet. And that's sort of what the, the show's about. Well, one of the kids who's like, he might, he's like 15 years old and he's sort of the, sort of the captain of the ship. And if you think back to the, the um, DS nine episode uh, where you have the Starfleet Academy, people running the ship, it's sort of that it's more cutesy than that, but it is sort of that. Well, he is feeling disheartened in the episode. So he decides to go and test himself as a captain in the, uh, in the holodeck. And when he goes in the holodeck, he runs a captain test called the Kobayashi Maru, not understanding that the test is unbeatable. He thinks it can be beaten. He keeps losing and taking it again, taking it again, taking it again. He doesn't find out till the end of the episode that it's an unbeatable test. Um, so he is allowed to pick his perfect ship and his perfect crew like he's putting together like a, a fantasy football team. And so the ship he chooses is the Enterprise D. So he's on the bridge of the Enterprise D and he keeps switching the members of the crew. So he decides that he decides that he wants, you know, Uhura as his communication officer. And when that doesn't work, he switches out Uhura and puts Odo in as his communication officer. And then he wants Crusher as his doctor. But when that doesn't work, he chooses Bones. And that he does like, so, so what they, the way they do it is they take audio clips from all the other shows of the actual actors in those shows 
doing so when it's uhura it is nichelle nichols from the 60s when it's odo it is rodane and they're just taking little bits of them and so when you go they go guest cast and it's like like kirk spock mccoy crusher picard just like, like all the way down this guest cast of like 30 people but it's really just the clips of them but it's just so delightful every time one pops on the screen you're like hee 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 <laughs> you know what so, makes me think you, of is you, like the, it's basically like it's, it's a, that uh, like that is basically a uh an episodic representation of free-to-play star trek games yeah yeah of like of of like of star trek online or, or star trek fleet command yeah it's it is it is so that even if you don't watch the whole show you don't really need to understand the premise for this episode because it's just a holodeck episode for the most part um it is it is that episode alone even if you don't watch the rest of the show is so worth a watch because i just i i just sat there the whole time going i can't believe i'm seeing this i can't believe i'm seeing this it's, it, it was really fun <laughs> anyway okay uh season premiere kobayashi maru Capo, captain michael burnham on the uss discovery and her partner cleveland book booker invite people of alshine 4 to rejoin the united federation of planets they prove the federation's intention by helping to fix the long broken alshine technology Book then departs to his home planet, Quajon, to participate in his nephew Leto's, Leto's sorry, coming-of-age ceremony. Burnham and the crew of Discovery attend the official reopening of Starfleet Academy, where they meet new pre- Federation pre- president, president, Lara Rillick. Starfleet receives a distress call from a space station near Quajon, and Rillick accompanies Discovery to, to investigate. The space station has been sent spinning uncontrollably by an unknown gravitational distortion, and Burnham decides to help evacuate its, pers- its personnel herself. Rillick questions Burnham's decisions and later reveals she was observing Burnham as a potential candidate for a new assignment, but has concerns about her approach. On Quajon, Book witnesses strange bird activity and flies off-world to investigate it, just as the gravitational distortion destroys his entire planet. Um, and given the amount of time we have left, I do think I'm going to go back on what I said. I do think we're going to have to just do the first episode because there's so much to cover and we had yeah. to catch up a little too, guys. So we're, when we get back to it, we're going to do a couple of episodes per one if we can. But for goodness sake, it's been like nine months since we've done this. So like, like, give us a break. Yeah. Why are you all up in my face about it? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> like, Listener. <laughs> How are you going to hey, do us listener, like that? You're so Come mean. on. <laughs> up in my why are you in my house right now what's that knife hey no i'm so ah um, <laughs> um yeah like so, so yeah there's a lot there and that's what i'm so like that's what i mean like what i why i don't want her to leave is because of what tilly is <laughs> in that show i love her there i love her character i love um her approach i i love michael's approach i like she like i'm I'm, it's like for me so much of that i mean which is horrible thing to say because the destruction of of kwishan is is just horrible um but so like michael's speech at the opening ceremonies of like the 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 new first class of starfleet officers um it's like she is she is the the captain and and these are the female characters i have been waiting for for what 30 40 years however long it is when the voyager you know said hey we're gonna have a female captain and it was supposed to be this and it wasn't like they completely squandered it and fucked it up like michael being a captain like so little of it is about her being a woman like it's it's just not like she yeah, she's a woman and they and they don't like hide it they don't like you know what i mean like but she's her yeah, I, 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 and and i want this- i wanted to hit that here's the reason why i'm i'm okay with with tilly jumping jumping ship huh 
as long as she's not leaving mm-hmm. to do nothing. Like as long as I'm still getting Tilly, I'm happy. Here's I the know. thing that I realized. Watch this. Here's here's the thing. Here's here's the thing that I realized. Um, and why I'm okay with possibly that hole in the show being filled by other characters on the show. Um, and I love that you realize it when you look at it, but it doesn't affect your enjoyment of the show at all. And you're like, oh, of course, this this is like, this is awesome. This is wonderful. There is not a single straight white male character on the show. Not one. Doesn't exist. Certainly not oh, that's featured. What? No, no, not not in the opening credits. Not one that's featured. Not, not, there, yeah. there's not a, there is not a character on the show. You have straight characters. You know, Saru is straight, but he's an alien. You have white characters. You know, Stamets is, is, is white, but he's gay. You have straight white characters, but they're female. You don't have any straight white males on the show. And the fact that it took me a couple of seasons to realize this shows the importance of shows like this and representation. Okay. Because it's not like Buffy where you have like Willow and you're like she's the gay character or on Angel he's the black character now you're just like you know what these are the characters and and And, yeah they're and nothing about them is like nothing about their character is defined by their gender their religion or creed the color of their skin their sexual preferences their and yet gender identity any of it none of that don't is is what defines those characters at the same time i love that they don't shy away from those things either the fact is Mm -hmm. is that michael is more emotional than a lot of her male counterparts now people want to criticize the show for the fact that she cries more um but i have seen such there's a great line and i forget i think it's from game of thrones from the first season of game of thrones where um where Uh, someone says i forget what it is someone goes goes how can i be brave I'm so afraid. And the answer is the only time you can be brave is Is when you're afraid. Otherwise Um, you're not being brave. You're you're not scared. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, it's being encouraged. So, so, I will tell you there, you know, having just watched the season finale and I will not give you any reason why, but it's happened a bunch of times with Michael. You see, she's overwhelmed with emotion. She cries. She gives herself like 10 seconds, right? To just like have it hit her and, and she feels the weight of it. And you see her take a breath, deep breath. And with tears still wet on her face, she is all fucking business. And that, that is, you know, there is a, and I'm not saying all men and all women handle everything all the same way, but I have seen my wife who handles emotions differently than me. I've seen her. She cries way more than I do, but she, when it's time for business, she cries, she stops, she takes a deep breath, she wipes her eyes and she gets down to fucking business. I don't do that. That's not the way that I handle emotion. Um, Yeah. And the fact and they're like, they're like, and, you- but that's the, and then, and, and, and here's a good example, even in, in this episode, like Booker, like, I don't think anyone can debate that Booker is not like a manly man. If we're going to use an archaic term, like he's a pretty badass and he is emotional. Like, and I love that because it's because showing that it's like we it's showing like that's the part one of the things that star trek was was supposed to do and is doing i think on discovery which is showing us what we can be which is more than than our societal programming because the the reality is who knows how you might have like processed your emotions as you are today if you had grown up in a different society where you know pretty much little boys are like you suck it up you don't cry crying is for girls crying is for babies like 
And I remember one of the first times I saw um, this shift from the like the strong female character, which means she basically is just stoic, never cries or has emotions. See, so she's she's like she's just like, you know, a guy that represses all of his emotions. It's great. It's perfect. This is this is a strong woman um, was when they remade the Tomb Raider games like she struggles in that game and she cries and she but she does what she's doing. Like she's doing the things like you just said. Like, yeah, she's crying because she's like bloodied and hurt and fucked up and in pain. But she's getting the job done. She's still doing what needs doing. And that's something that needs to like, that's something that is really important, I think, societally, uh, to especially, you know, now to be dispelled. This idea that because women are emotional or, you know, have from a young age like they're allowed to be emotional i will say because i've men have emotions it's not that you don't well, and just, i love that should... the men on this i love that the men on the show have emotions too yeah but they like, express I... it they, they 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 express it in a more masculine way i love that and i guess that's my i, I don't point, even like love... you using that word i don't like that at well, all well, let, like, let me explain let me explain let me explain to you why it's more I'm masculine i think it's just well th- allow me what... allow me to explain why i'm using the word because i think okay. it's important all i right. think there was a tendency and this was an 80s idea right the 80s idea was that, that end up being, I don't want to say did more harm than good. It's better than what came before it. But remember the term when we grew up, they said, oh, we're all a big melting pot. Remember that? Mm-hmm. That that we were like, we all get together and eventually we all kind of gravitate to this level of sameness. And when you, you get to next gen, next gen is like that very much. The men behave very much in the same way that the women behave. The characters of color behave the same way that the white characters behave. Everyone has this very sort of homogenized way of behaving. And mm-hmm. lately, they, they've come to the realization that, that it was uh, a society, and that's a very 80s idea. They've come to this idea, that they, they've come to the realization since then that, that while that was better than the you know, se- segregation and the separation that happened before, the idea that we all need to be together, it was more harm. It, it didn't do more harm than good, but it was not the most ideal thing because yes, what that it means wasn't is the that, ideal that whatever, scenario yeah whatever like, whatever the 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 dominant personality type is going to be you know the, it really was you know we're a melting pot where everyone's going to sort of act like your standard upper middle class white person and right and what i love about discovery and and where society's going it's like no you celebrate your differences. We are we are yes. not we are that not is the a, t- yes. A, I think that's what we need. We're not right a, now. We're, we're not becoming one bland cake. We are an oatmeal raisin walnut chocolate chip cookie of society, and we are made better by all the differences that we have. Yes. So when I say that they 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 express it in a more masculine way, the male characters express it differently than the female characters. Yeah, but the that's I just I, I, th- I just I think I dislike the the usage of the word masculine because i feel like what you're talking about without that word is absolutely true and the way that stamets handles his emotionality is, is different than the way that hugh does is different sure. than the way that booker yeah. does like so absolutely. i that's why i i that's why i don't want to use like the, i i feel like i understand. we're yeah. we're coming to a like a place and I think that we're seeing it represented on the show, and I'm really, really loving that. And I'm really, really seeing it um, shine through in this first episode. That we are all individuals, and those things that make us that make us who we are and different 
are what make us as a whole stronger. Being there for each other, the connections, the things that we can offer. Like, because I know, like, and this is a little, well, slip a little bit. I think it's, I'll slip a little bit into the second episode um, when, like, Stamets has to interact with Booker and kind of just doesn't know how to because they've never talked and Stamets is kind of socially awkward anyway. Um, Like, there's, he's uncertain. There's, they're, they're very different kind of people and i don't think one is more masculine than the other i wouldn't call it that they're just <clears throat> they're different and they bring their own life experiences and that is what but and and by being there for each other by finding by finding commonalities in the human experience or you know alien experience the experience of being i'll call it because like obviously there's aliens on the show as well um it's it's showing that that just because you may be really different and like not share a lot in common because you're not really that doesn't make one of you bad and one of you good um and or one of you is like other in a negative way and that doesn't and it doesn't mean that you can't connect because they do they find a commonality they find a connection point and they are both strengthened by it and i think and i that one of the things beautiful. that i that that i really like is and they didn't do this much in next gen other than like with barkley is it's difficult for those people like stamets mm-hmm. S- stamets you know looks at book and says i don't i don't get this guy i don't know this guy and book looks at yep. stamets and goes i don't get this guy i don't know this, I guy. Don't know this guy and they don't yeah. just like because they're starfleet they get along and they know each no it's it's tough there's a struggle but it's worthwhile mm-hmm. To complete, I mean that's that's down the road, and we'll and, look at it. Uh, we, and, we do need to wrap up. And the and the acknowledgement of emotions in general, because that is something yeah. I definitely feel like was like to what you were talking about on Next Gen was kind of downplayed to some extent. Like we've got to be unemotional about things. That's the way to be, right? Like that, like we're sort of seeking a, a Vulcan ideal, if you will, but like with you know idealism on top of that in some way, like logic with idealism, which which is not exactly like contradictory, but they're not exactly exactly complimentary either um so i love that the things that happen shake people and that it's okay and that there's an understanding of that and and that talking about it doesn't make you weak and feeling it doesn't make you weak and it, and it's like what you do in the moments how you how you interact and how you help lift each other up with with whatever your thing is whatever makes you you is what's better and that's what i'm saying like i've i don't think i'm trying to think of like a star trek where we've had such a diversity of of feet like like i can't put michael into a female archetype box i can't put her in the strong female box i can't put the the president in the strong female box i can't put her in the you know political machinating spot i can't put her the last time we had this was 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 ds9 where where you um, had Kira and Dax, Kira and Dax and Cassidy and Kaiwin and 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 you had a, a they're all very different from each other. They're all powerful in their own right and they they bring all But like and then it. and Tilly with her that's why I don't want to miss Tilly is because Tilly brings yeah. another facet because she's also she's very different from both of them and sure. she brings a um and they talk about this about her her like her kindness and 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 empathy um is like her superpower in a way and that that and and it and she's also super fucking intelligent like those two things are not mutually exclusive like you you can no, be emotional and smart i surprise surprise like just 
I I love and I and I love the different experiences. Like Booker's experiences are really different. And I love the 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 um this this new president chick. Like she's talking about how she was a like was it her father like a freight captain or whatever. Yeah. So like yeah, just showing us the possibilities. And I think that's what Star Trek's always supposed to be about is showing us what we can be, what that what that can look like and and i think that this is the best version of that that we've seen so far in my opinion anyway well we are off to an an amazing start i look forward to seeing the uh the ramifications of the explosion of Quajon. um i know what's going to happen you do not um so next time we're going to get uh episode two anomaly and episode three choose to live um, and we have a set time to record, so it's going to mean that we get to see you maybe more often than twice a year. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. We'll see what happens. Thank you for sticking. With, <laughs> thank you for sticking with us. Uh, we love you guys. Thank you for ten years of doing this. I am beyond overjoyed to have you back, Alexia. Um, and I'm again, to have you back. I just love it. My name is Justin, and my name is Alexia. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Trek off. Trek off, bitches.